Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week, we watched The Happy Prince, a 2018 mm-hmm. film, I believe, yeah. made by Rupert Everett. Um, definitely, I think, what he intended to be an act of love for his hero, <laughs> Oscar Wilde. It was very technically beautiful, but boy, it was hard to watch, I would say. Yeah, we're not gonna, It was a sea of trouble. This might be a mini-sode, because really all I have to say is like, oh, okay. It's a side of Oscar Wilde I can't say I enjoyed. Right. You know. Right. Anyways, before we talk about the film, as is our custom, let's sync up, bitch. Please. What have you been up to? Oh... Garsh. Uh, Garsh. Uh, well, you know, we've been watching, obviously, a lot of Beverly Hills. Yeah, definitely. Um, You're in season nine now, you say. We, yeah, we mementoed back to season nine. Love that for you. Uh, you know, I had a good weekend. Yeah. Did a little, like, bopping around town. Yeah. Um, hung out with some friends Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I got to laughing real hard that night. On Friday night? Yeah, and Saturday. Yeah. Uh, You and I both were hanging together on Saturday for uh, our friend Adam's birthday. Mm -hmm. Hadn't seen those friends in a real minute. And it was so funny. It it was wild. I had... (laughs) I can't tell you I've ever been that high. (laughs) I'm not sure I have either. Wowee. I... T.O. Something different. Has something... Something different was passed around. Yeah, we were sitting in the lift on the way home, and I was like, I'm trying to make conversation. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> like, I was trying to, like, talk Jenna myself down. listening. Uh, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's really it. That's I it just, for you? I just sort of be doing things around my house. Well, good for you. You know. Did you cook anything exciting this weekend? I made Cacho Pepe last night oh. from scratch. Okay. I had Nicole over to watch Dragons with us. Wow. Was it good? It was delicious. God, I love that dish. It was so good. It is pretty, like, you know, I, I don't know why I don't make it more often. It's pretty simple. It doesn't require, like, no, crazy it, ingredients. It really doesn't. I, um... I might have messed up in a few ways in that I microplaned the Parmesan, so I don't know if it was too airy that it, like, mm. didn't have much of a chance to have... It didn't, like, melt? It, t- it melted instantaneously. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, you know, it was almost like it lacked an unctuousness because the mm. cheese mm-hmm. incorporated. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and then I also was like, I will make up for a lack of cream... Uh, with just so much butter. Oh yeah, and I've always heard it made with. Is it butter I put or olive oil? So much butter. I put both in. Yeah, good for you. Um, but it was like every time I would take a bite, I would like need to like dab my lips to feel okay. Oh no! <laughs> it was something an different. oily, an oily experience. I would say, <laughs> not my finest work, <laughs> not by half. The noodles were good. I made the noodles from scratch. You made them from scratch? Yeah. I find this so impressive. It's really very fun and not very hard. I think this has got to be something that I experiment with in Come the new year. Come on over. I think in the new year. Yeah. I've got a lot of art history to cover before I sleep. Oh, so do I. Oh, that's my big update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig and I are going to Paris. <laughs> we, uh, pardon me. <laughs> um... 
we went to breakfast at Tamale House East on Saturday, like, determined. Oh, such a cool choice. It's a good place to eat. Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, they had this, like, secondary, like, plant room that was quieter than the main room. So we okay. went in there, but there was, like, not enough air flowing through there. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a lot. But, mm-hmm. like, we started this trip uh, in mind thinking that we were going to go to New Mexico. Yeah. And then... I was like, okay, well, but... It lacks glamour. <laughs> it, it does lack glamour. And we did, like, Terlingua yeah. last year, so... Yeah. Kind of, you know, desert sort of... Yeah, we've done that for now. for now. Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of desert the past two years. You have, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought, like, okay, I haven't really been to New England in 15 years yeah, at ages. least. Yeah, ages. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do 20. that. We went to New England at... In 2002. Yeah, so it's been 20 years since I've been in New England. Um, God, that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? It's wild how much I just don't travel around in my own country that much. It's so huge, though. I've been to Mexico about five times more than I've been to another state in the U.S. There's like a whole major impressive thing. Like, I've never been to Chicago. I really need to do that at some point. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly going to the Midwest for the first time in a few weeks. Right. I've never done any of that. I really just, I keep it sunbelt and south. Yeah, I guess we do. Um, I do, I'm I'm going to New York in a few months, but. Okay. Not as exciting as Paris. No, it's Continue telling us. Okay, so you, then it was. Um, So then it was going to be New England for like leaf peeping. And like, I was like, oh, we'll do the Vermont Cheddar Trail and like. We were trying to find a murder mystery train. Oh, uh, cool. They do exist, but it just didn't... It seemed like we were would just barely be missing peak season for it. Mm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, I, I guess you do run the risk of it being just, like, snowy by that point. Yeah, or November. they're just the leaves being dead, mm-hmm. you know? And also not one to, to hit... Like, it's not easy to hit the spots I'd be interested in hitting in one trip. Right, right. Um, like, you either kind of have to do, like... Uh, fly into Boston and go north, mm-hmm. like you do New Hampshire and Vermont. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I kind of want to see upstate New York. Right. Like, there's just other things on the list. Yeah, for anyway, sure. I don't even know if that would be considered New England. I don't think so. They have a more narrow definition. Than I don't right. Yeah, I don't. I thought that it did, and Parker was like, no, New York is not part of New England. Well, and what is Pennsylvania? I think Pennsylvania is the Midwest, actually. That might be so. Yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania is pretty. It really is pretty. And I just forget that. But it's like I'm also not gonna spend a week. No, not uh, a week. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, I could do like maybe a four day weekend mm-hmm. and do Philly for two days and Pittsburgh for two days or something. Yeah, you know. Well, and we looked into doing like maybe like a rail trip mm-hmm. across the U.S. because like I've yeah. seen people on TikTok do it and it actually looks like very beautiful. Yeah. Not cheap. No. No. And so like it all shook out to be like you know what like. Let's just curiosity. <laughs> we could look at London. We did that first. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm actually more excited by Paris. I'm so glad you made that call. I am too. Because boy, I, oh, I flipped. I, you know, when Parker said he wanted to do France for our 10th anniversary, I was like, I, yeah, okay, sure. Um, I mean, we could do Spain though. And he was like, yeah, but like, I've never, I think it'd be fun to go to Paris. And I was like, Okay, like I always think Paris is really beautiful, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like I didn't think of anything outside of Paris as being particularly like fun to visit. And I also, in my mind, had like I like London way more than I like Paris. Boy, I can't say that that's still true. I've I've always been surprised by that opinion from you because yeah. objectively, Paris is prettier. It is prettier by yeah a long 
several miles. I yeah, think. I think that there was like a long while where I was like, mm, but my love of history makes London the one. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, but you could also just like stop being such a virgin and, and, and enjoy, enjoy yourself. Cheese and some wine. I keep having that conversation with myself about this because yeah. it's like, left to my own devices, we're not going to stop for a second. We're hitting every historical right. note that we can't. I mean, and like, I almost didn't let myself go to Bruges because it's like, what museums are there? And it's like, <laughs> right. It's just really pretty. It's like, this is just a side quest? I don't think so. <laughs> well, and it's, it's like, like the point of the trip is to like see some pretty stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be right. museums, you know? Well, and after Craig and I did Toledo a few years ago, it's yeah. like, oh, you know what rips a UNESCO heritage city? Oh my God. Parker is such a fan. Oh it's my amazing. God. He's like, I would love for us to try to hit as many UNESCO heritage sites as we can. I'm Y'all like, have got to do okay. Toledo. It was like a fever dream. Okay. It what's, was what's it so about? Cool. Well, it's just like a walled medieval city in oh, Spain. Sick. As we did that for a night on I our trip. I bet you could find a medieval city not far from Paris to visit. There are a lot. Um, there's... Rouen's uh, kind of medieval though. Rouen is actually that. pretty medieval. Uh, but what was the one I was looking into? It's like there's a famous abbey there. Uh, Cl- Cluny? No. I did want to go to Vance, but that's way out of the way because they have the Matisse Chapel there. Ooh. He has a he, chapel? He has, girl, look up the Matisse Chapel in Vance. And that's an order to everyone. And specifically, I'm sure we've at, had this conversation look at on the, the vestments. Pod, now that I'm thinking of it. Yes. Yeah, he designed these like sick pink vestments. I do think we actually talked about this I'm, on the podcast I'm a couple years ago. We have. It, I think about it frequently. Rules. Where I don't is this? how I found out about this. Uh, it's in Vance. It's like south, is, uh, okay. southeast France. I think that Henri Matisse is just about one of the coolest guys. What a funky little character, huh? What an individual. I so enjoy him. Wow. This is beautiful. Isn't um, it? Man. So I think we are, we're going to do Paris, Rouen, mm-hmm. um, a night Bruges. in Bruges, and then back to Paris. There is also this, like, uh, castle on an island not far, like off the Normandy coast that okay. might be kind of cool. Okay. We'll see. Get into it. Yeah. You're going to eat so well. I'm going to eat down. I'm I'm so excited about the food. I, like, I asked Parker what his favorite meal was, and he was like, the food tour, where we had, like, all the snacks. Like, it wasn't even a, a real meal. We just, like, had a croissant and some baguette. And then we had these, like, insane chocolates. And then we went to a patisserie and, like, picked out a pastry to have later. And we went to a cheese shop. And this yep. talked our ears off about five to six different kinds of cheeses and, and how rhymes are made. that Parker's a Taurus. Oh, absolutely. And then we ended at a wine shop. And he picked some wines to go with our stuff. And we sat there and ate cheese and bread on baguette. Cheese bread and, like... Wine and then pastry. And wine and pastry is, like, an ideal way to eat. It's a perfect day. And we were so effing full. um, I guess we should just cover uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire at some point. Yeah. Since we're both uh, en français this year. Yeah, I've still never seen it, so... It's um, on the coast of Brittany. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure it's beautiful. I think northwest France. But I also got to say, you know, I think it's become just sort of like a cliche punchline, like sort of wine mom thing to be like, Parisians are rude. I did not meet nary a one rude Parisian. You not and I a have discussed one. this. And you know, I'd like to dunk on the French yeah. because of their odd manner. But, <laughs> but uh, I, will, I will say I've not experienced French rudeness. No. German rudeness. Much. 
much German rudeness, I've I would say. I've experienced a fair amount of I German th- rudeness and Austrian rudeness, if I recall. I think it's so funny that, like, it's it feels like it's an insularity and, like, some kind of misunderstanding of each other's cultural boundaries that, like, just makes it kind of weird and tense when you're interacting with Germans in Germany or in Europe yeah. anywhere. Because just, like, they seem to do things sort of, like... It, almost like intangible things are just sort of hard to figure out how they would approach it. Like, it just seems like you're speaking, well, they aren't speaking a different language. But they just different, have like, very social different, customs. different social customs. Yeah, yeah but they, it's like they definitely do. funny that our part of Texas is like extremely German and the way that our social customs have kind of evolved to be like big, warm, friendly, too familial. loud, familial. Like, yeah. oh, maybe overly familiar is the, how I think the, Germans would describe the, us. The, like, story of Texas is, like, German and Mexican cultures <clears throat> meeting. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's like, true. you know, you get a lot of that, yeah. like... That kind of warmth from, from maybe the <clears throat> Mexican side of the... Uh, Perhaps. The great cultural marriage. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. Um, y'all are going to have the best time. Man, I'm, I'm like, I've probably said, like, ten times to Parker, like, God, I am so happy they're going to Paris. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Man, thank you. And then I'm like, like, I'm going to annoy a lot of friends being like, guess who's friends? <laughs> it's me. And um, y'all are mad about it. And I'm just going to keep, like, when I remember things that we yeah. loved, I'm going to send them to you, and I'm sure that's going to get annoying. But I'm like, I just... It's so it's so fun. No, do it. And man. there's like no wrong way to do Paris. There's so much good stuff everywhere you look. There's good food. Well, it's funny because like you know, Craig and I make it a habit to just sort of usually watch <clears throat> a movie on the couch together Friday mm-hmm. nights. And I think this year alone, we've done Marie Antoinette and Inglorious <sighs> Bastards. Incredible. Which like man, those are those are I want out because those are two of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, set in France. It's like those are getting stoked. Two of the best films for Man. my money. Boy, I never get tired of watching Marie Antoinette. I, I watched it on the, the way same home. Both movies. Yeah, yeah, it's same. I watched um, Marie Antoinette on the way home from Paris, and uh, I just it's Sofia Coppola didn't miss. Now, did you see the news that she's making a movie about Priscilla Presley? No. I think we maybe need to all cool it on Elvis content for a few years. Man, he's I getting tell oversaturated. You. Well, okay, Elvis had like another moment in the 90s when I was like, yes. I think either that or no, Granny just I got me pretty right. into Elvis. I think that's right. I remember a lot of Elvis iconography in the 90s. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess this is just sort of every 30 years. Maybe. He's going to do this. But, um, guys, it's. It's camp in a way that doesn't feel self-aware enough. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. Like, I I love Moulin Rouge very mm-hmm. much. I love the old Romeo and Juliet. But for some reason, the thought of watching the Boz Lerman Elvis, I'm just like, this is maybe just not for me. Boz has been flopping for the past decade. Flops. And I'm so glad I'm you said it. I'm tired of pretending otherwise. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Because he's got the same shtick, and yeah. it doesn't... It, well... I don't know if Boz has been flopping or if we've gotten older. That's true. <clears throat> it could be sense? that like that style like... was so fun. Because honestly, I, the last time I did watch Moulin Rouge, I was like, whoo, this movie is a lot. This it, movie is a it lot. It activates my fight or flight. Like, <laughs> it, is, it won't chill for a second. The first 20 minutes are, it, it's like the BPM of the movie is like beating. It's Do like, you, feel, you guys, are you, I feel like I'm taking speed, you yeah. know? Well, it feels, okay, 
like Moulin Rouge to me feels a little bit like an I'm so random girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> now hey, I loved I, that I, movie. I know you loved it and there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. I think you understand. I've we've talked about this before. I think it it's a quick way to do an easy assessment of someone is to ask who they would be in the Lady Marmalade video. Oh yeah, for sure. It's an what important What a cultural moment. What a cultural moment. And and ask someone you know? Yeah. I used to say there was only one wrong answer. I now believe there are no wrong answers, but I do have a lot of questions if you pick Maya. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was not the same sort of output from her. I don't right. think. Right. I feel that that was convenient for the label probably, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I don't really sure. know how that came to be, but Yeah. Yeah, but it's like they couldn't have gone Mariah. She was like way too. Well, and who would start that song? Right, right. Like, you have to build. Yeah, you. Yeah. you win when you get the last verse on that song. Honestly, Lil Kim was like kind of in her own. That's league. why my answer is Lil Kim. Well, that's the, I think that's the correct answer. Although I have said Christina Aguilera in the past mm-hmm. because I so enjoy her hair in that that video. I don't think that's a wrong answer. Yeah, I don't. Well, pink might be a wrong answer. I think pink might be a wrong answer, too. But she did have a good wig, too. That was a fun wig. It was a fun wig. But, but you like, know the what? stupid hat. No one ever says Missy Elliott because maybe they don't feel it's an option because they forget that she's on the song. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the first time I hear it. I would love that. Um, she just doesn't have the, the costume. She's not, like, one of... She's, like, the MC. Well, yeah, she just goes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four badass chicks from the Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, <clears throat> it's a good kickoff. What a moment in what time. What a moment. All that to say, Moulin Rouge is like, it doesn't, to me, stand the test of time quite as well no. as Romeo and Juliet, which no. is just like uniquely its own visual thing. It's so pretty. It's it's an iconic movie. And John Leguizamo rules. I have to disagree with Nicole. I think that... I thought you were going to say you have no, to disagree no, no, with No, no, no. I think you're right. I like Leguizamo. Yeah. I think he's handsome. I think he's very talented, too. My God, yeah. I just rewatched Tu Wong Fu on the way to our trip. And I was like, this movie is so cute. First of all, Patrick Swayze. One of God's best. What a sweet individual. Like, it, that, you know... Obviously now I don't really know how we would feel about all three of those roles being played by a straight man, whatever. Sure. But Patrick Swayze. But it was and, also the nineties and it was a miracle it got made. Totally. And like but I will say those three men do not treat these characters like they think they're a joke. Mm-hmm. You know? Like they really give them a lot of humanity. And Patrick Swayze, especially like just his carriage, I'm like, I just think it's very sweet that that was how he viewed drag queens. Yeah. Like he's like they have um, an internal value that is very high, and you're, they're aware of that. I don't know. Oh, God, I love him. And he's yeah. a Houstonian. Yeah, we Houston love him. boy. We love him. I don't know how we got... Oh, Leguizamo. Yeah, that movie's good. Yeah. Is that Jamie Kennedy in it? Jamie Kennedy? Am I, I always... I can't in remember. In Romeo and Juliet? I feel like he's in it, right? That might be so, actually. Ooh, uh-oh. Man. Every that, time I'm like, I ask this question when I watch it. Let's see. Um, Pete Possible, yeah, great man. Jamie Kennedy. Paul Rudd looked cute in that movie. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Man, I'm going to have to watch that again. That's a cute one. I think I'm definitely going to do the same. Anyway, what have you been up to? Um, oh, boy. Much. Um, we had our carpet replaced on Friday. And, like, the guy, when we scheduled it, he was like, how's this Friday? I was like, 
sure. You said I just need to like move like books and stuff, right? And he's like, anything that's small, like we can move big pieces of furniture, but like little things we're not moving. And I was like, okay, so I probably have to like unpack my entire armoire. And like, I had to basically, you know, there's like 12 drawers in that thing. And I had to like unpack each of those so that they could oh, move the God. armoire. And then all of our books are like in 12 boxes in our room right now. The girls had, like I had boxes of It really of their does books. look like you moved. It's, it was so much and then that morning the guy got there got here at one or sorry 8 30 and he was like oh okay I'm gonna walk through with you guys and just kind of point out anything that like needs to be boxed up and we thought we you know it's like any move we thought we had done a good job packing everything up and then he pointed out more things that like oh we won't be able to move that either and so there's like Dude, random- you should have just used my flooring people well they did everything gra- they didn't tell me to box anything that's so nice um uh, yeah, if only we had thought to do so. But um, they, we have, like, a couple random boxes that are just, like, full of whatever random shit that was, like, in the corner of a playroom or whatever. So oh, man. I'm almost done getting it unpacked. But that was – they were here until 9.30 p.m. And our kids, like, I took them up to Mom and Dad's house after school just to keep them out of the way. At, like, 6.30, I was like, Parker, Marigold is usually asleep for, like, 45 minutes by now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's going on. He's like, I'm still trying to get Tig's mattress off of our patio. Like, oh, our balcony. Because um, they had, like, moved furniture out there, too. And they didn't move anything back? No, they did move it back. But we were like, we've got to get our kids' beds back together yeah. Like, you guys can keep carpeting the hallway, the playroom, whatever. They'd already done the girls' rooms. Because we were like, they go to bed, like, now. And so, like, both of them, like, we had, like, three books out for the, for Marigold to choose from for her, like, nighttime Aww. routine. And, like, it was just, she was up until, like, 8.30. Like, two that hours sucks. later than she normally is. So, yeah, we, um, that was exhausting. And then Saturday was just, like, we had ballet, and then I had to go get my new phone, and then we had a birthday party, um, and then I had another birthday party in the evening. I was just like, I'm so, I just was like running around the whole day, and then sat, Sunday, I was like, why am I so tired, like the whole day? And I'm yeah. like, girl, look at what you've, sort of mm-hmm. 48 hours of right nonstop. So, think girl. Think girl. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I lived, and then I watched The Happy Prince. And on that note... Oh, boy. Since you said, think, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Which was your advice to the the very dead Oscar Wilde. Oh, it was to Bozy. It was to... Well, honestly, to both of them. (laughs) But, like, I... Okay, so this film, for context, is the three years of Oscar Wilde's life after he's gotten out of prison. Just perhaps the worst three years of his life. Definitely, no question, the worst three years of his life. Without a doubt. Um, during that time, his wife dies. And she was, like, actually still, like, trying to be cool with him. But, like, not... Re- like, she was sending him money. He ne- he'd never... After he... Okay, this is crazy. I was reading all about him today. After he got out of prison, he went immediately to a boat to Paris. Hmm. And never went back to the UK again. Like... Within hours, he left the UK permanently. Whew. Um, but yeah, his wife was like, I still love him. 
I'm still supporting him. I'm sending him some money when I can spare it. But she had kind of like ambivalent feelings about him seeing his kids. Um, and so he never did again. Yeah, super sad. It was so sad. Um, but like there were whole chunks of this movie that were in either French or Italian and nary a subtitle. Couldn't tell you what was happening in that no. at all. Perhaps then, I would have enjoyed the movie more. I don't know. Totally. But I was like, well, obviously, Rupert Everett cares not whether I understand what's being said right now. Yeah. And, like, I was picking up some of it, but um, but the, the subtitles would just say, speaking French. And I was like, yeah. Got it. <laughs> I can see that. Um, so, anyways... Um, he, which, gosh, you, that would be frustrating if you were, like, hard of hearing and actually using the subtitles. Yeah. For it to be, like, and now, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> what do you think they're saying? It was, um, I was having to just sort of piece together body language, and then I looked up the, like, plot summary. Because they show him with these two boys, one, like, little boy and one kind of, like, Oh, yeah, I young couldn't teen tell boy. you who those people were. And I was, like... I hope nothing is sort of going on between this <laughs> right. this young man and Oscar, but I cannot tell. And the Wikipedia article was like, he basically kind of like joins up with two poor kids and they kind of like look after each other. And it's like, he tells the youngest ones the same bedtime stories that he had told his kids about the happy prince. And the oldest one was his favorite. And I was like, is that in the way that... We hear about, like, a king having a favorite. Oh, I'm going to need a little more information. Now I think you know that. And so it's very, it's very tricky. Very tricky. Very tricky. Because they did, this movie did not, um, did not want you to feel comforted about uh, the kind of person Oscar Wilde was. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he holds such, like, a cheery, jolly role in the culture until you, like, remember that he, uh... Definitely had a lot of unfair prison uh, moms. Yeah. You know? Two years. Two years. And um, I was reading today, like, his prison job for the first several months was something that I had heard about in that book about Jack the Ripper's victims, mm-hmm. The Five. Um, it's called, like, Picking Oakum. And it's they give you, like, a big, thick-ass navel rope, and they're like, peel apart the fibers. And so people's fingers get bloody, and it's, like, tedious work. It's Ugh. so maddening. Like, ew. It's, oh, God. And yeah, that was like the kind of thing, like if you went to a workhouse, you know, they talk about in mm-hmm. um, Christmas Carol, that was like, they would have you do that for a day and then you could spend the night there and eat some of their food. And then you'd go oh. up and did it again the next day. Woof, dude. Yeah, it was pretty gnarl. So like when people were like, and I don't someone want. someone slacks me, I'm like, <laughs> When people were like, I don't want to go to a workhouse is because like, it's a vicious cycle. You can't ever, like, earn enough money to get out of it. Yeah. Yikes. That sucks. It sucks. So, yeah, really sad. His um, prison or his, like, record was expunged in 2018 or 2017. Thanks. I'm like, appreciate it. <laughs> so I'll much. let him know. So we get to meet a couple people in his life. There's Reggie. I'm not sure who Reg- what Reggie's deal is, but that's Colin Firth. Yeah, I don't remember. Robbie, who was actually his first... Lover. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, and Robbie was buried with him. Oh, um, that's Or nice. he's like, his ashes are interred with Oscar Wilde's. 
Um, also, his grave is in Paris at Père Lachaise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard Something that's like a really about. cool thing to do. Um, I was going to go to Jim Morrison's. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. I know. Can you imagine? Edith Piaf is buried there, though, too. Well, I bet she is causing a stink in that graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Drama. Um, anyways, so Robbie is like trying to kind of help him after prison and like kind of get his get him back on his feet. He's also his literary agent, I think. Um, and then we get to see Bozy, which is <laughs> the absolute nightmare that started this whole fiasco. I, as I said, reread Oscar Wilde's Wikipedia and those Wikipedias of all of these folks um, today. And I was angry all over again. Yeah. Like, this young man was so careless. Real piece of shit, this guy. Oh, my God. Apparently, by this point in the movie, like, or really by this, by the time Oscar even went to prison, he and Bozy had kind of, like, stopped having a sexual relationship but they were like devoted to each other sort of romantically they just both preferred greener bananas if you understand my meaning got it and so um anyway so Bozy would um enjoy the services of sex workers mm-hmm. and then be like you poor little thing let me give you my pants and he would get like donate his clothes with notes from Oscar Wilde still in them. And so that Boy. resulted in blackmail a couple of times, I think. I bet it did. And so it's just kind of like, this is what the think girl came from. Right. Like, Bozy, this is pretty serious stuff. I'm sort of going to need you to be really cautious. Oscar Man. Wilde is kind of riding high. He's an important figure in the culture. I thought I misread your text earlier, and I thought Think Girl was like, Oscar, quit wasting your time with this man. Well, Oscar also, why he was foolish enough to continue to allow this man in his life sea of troubles every time he's around every single time yeah so at some point after he got out of prison he and Bozy spent some time together near where was it napoli near napoli beautiful uh-huh uh they ran up quite a tab uh-huh right and did not really have the funds to sort of back that up couldn't cover that one Mm-mm. so both of their um Friends and family were like, we're embargoing this relationship. These bitches do not belong anywhere near each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bozy's family and Oscar's wife stopped sending their allowance to basically starve them out and be like, y'all, this has got to stop. Right. So Bozy finally tells Oscar at some point that his mom has offered Oscar 200 pounds and Bozy, the you know, restoration of his allowance if they will part ways. And Oscar's I would have taken that money. Well, Oscar, they, he ultimately had no choice but to, but it's also like for 200 pounds after right. all of this, well, your husband is the reason that I went to prison in the first place. Right. Yikes. Ugh. Which actually in the movie, I don't, maybe it was Bozy that says it. He's like, no, he went to prison because he sued my dad for libel. Oh, and that then is... Midway through the li- it. Yeah. Midway through the libel case, the even the defense attorneys were like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This does not look good. And so they backed out. The case was closed. And then he was charged at that point oh, with boy. indecent behavior. 
So it's kind of, I mean, not that he should have been like, I'm totally okay with this man saying whatever he wants to about me, but it's like, but you if know, it's if based in a truth, of chess, I perhaps, yeah, exactly. Like if you know that that's the you truth, know there's a discovery phase of trial, right? Right. And you know that there's like a whole bunch of letters unaccounted for in pants that have sort of walked away, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a good look. You definitely haven't kept your side of the street so clean. Definitely lost that gamble. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely um, for tragic, sure. for sure. Oh, it's so Seems sad. like a real bummer. Yeah. But, you know, if I were him, I would do it a different way. Well, he effed around, and unfortunately, he, he found did, out. He did find out. So, um, anyways, uh, at the end of his life, it, it's like, things just go from worse to worser. Yeah, he just keeps getting purr. And purr and purr. He finally ends up in Paris in this very sad little sort of... When he uses his own, like, blood for rouge or whatever, I was like, no. Oh, that wasn't him using his blood for rouge. I think that was separate rouge. It was just right after he swiped his blood on the wind- on the mirror. Oh. He did, like, a sacrament thing or whatever, like the blood of Christ or whatever. Right, right. Because um, also apparently... Very devoted to Catholicism at this point in his life. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> that made me laugh when he said, I met Christ in prison. And Robbie goes, what was she in for? <laughs> yeah, fun. That was silly. Um, oh, Rory from, uh, what's it called? Played a horrible little shit in this film. In, uh, lovesick. Lovesick. I like that little I actor. I do, too. A little I'm guy. happy when I see him. Sort of a little guy, but he was a bit of a terror in this film. He was film. a shit in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He and his, um... What like, is that guy's name? I don't it's know. Angus something, I think. I think that's right. Um, they were like, uh, they saw Oscar at a cafe in Paris and just decided to have no chill. And just were saying the meanest, most out-of-pocket things... The homophobia of uh-huh. it all. It was um, pretty gnarly. Yeah. But what was so funny is that I saw them sitting down before I knew what was going to happen. I was like, here we go. Because <laughs> our last day in Paris, we were sitting at this little counter cafe. Or like, uh, sorry, um, not counter. Corner cafe. There you go. And there it is. Got the word. And um, there was a big old group of British boys all together and American boys. And they were so... Loud. They act up. They were acting so foolish. I was like, no, they were. I think they were all American, actually. Were they? Because I was like, you guys, this is why we have this reputation. A boys' trip in Europe. I think they were studying abroad. Yeah, can you believe? Like, of course they're gonna be like loud as hell. You young men, this is not how you should comport yourself at this corner cafe. I overheard. Oh, his name is not Angus. It's Joshua McGuire. Very close. <laughs> so close. He looks like he should be called Angus, though, huh? Yeah. Well, because his name is Angus and Lovesick. That's oh, why. was it? Yeah. Was he? Oh, he was Rory in About Time. About Time. Uh-huh. Another film I love. That's a really good movie. Uh, what was I talking about? You were talking about Oscar Wilde. <laughs> barely. I don't know what about him. Uh, barely. Uh, I don't know. Um. Irish. Fun fact. No. <laughs> I did know this. Uh-huh. Well, you know, scholars know this, but... Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I watched a little YouTube documentary about him today. I really... You became a wild... I sort of bored... Academic Bored today. into this hole. Um, it was like a one-hour thing on YouTube from 1991. Um... And his and you, father was a... And you liked that. It was very cute, actually. Huh. His father was a bit of a scoundrel, okay. it seems. Um, may have had some children prior to his marriage 
two to three with an indeterminate number of partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oscar and his siblings with his mother. And, yeah, apparently was sued for being inappropriate with a patient. You oh know, uh, sort of just couldn't really keep his appetites under control. So, yikes. They, they allude to that at some point. I think Bozy says it as, like, a particularly mean and cutting remark to Oscar. You know. That's pretty cruel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bozy did not have much to recommend him. And he wasn't really all that cute. Mm-mm. Uh, especially when you sort of hold him up to Jude Law, who played him in Wild. That is correct. I completely forgot that. Isn't that crazy? That was Ain't excellent casting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, I rather enjoyed that. Man, uh, I so enjoy Oscar Wilde, though. I just, this was very sad. This it was such It had too much pathos for me. And, like, also, it's just the jowl work of it all. Yeah. They made him, I think, uglier than he was. I think this is so. Yeah. There's actually a painting at the Musée d'Orsay, and it's, I can't remember which one, but it's, like, one of the, I think it's a um, Toulouse-Lautrec of the Moulin Rouge girlies, like the can-can. And you see like a row of um, spectators mm-hmm. and they have like a map on the, um, on the little like description showing like this person is so-and-so and this is this person and Oscar Wilde is in it. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. So I guess this is before his imprisonment, but he would have, he was like hanging out with the very cool kids in Paris huh. and going to see can-can shows and yeah. Wow. He lived. Good for him. Yeah. A Libra. Is that just so on the nose? It wouldn't be appropriate for him to be anything else. I mean, it's... Oh, actually, yeah. Fine Southern Gentlemen or Feels So Good is their new name. But yeah. they have the... You know, they do the... Yeah. Uh, astrology tees. Mm-hmm. The Libra one has Oscar Wilde on it. Oh, it's just... Libras get such good ones. We do as a... Well, I can claim it as a rise, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. Man. Anyways, this movie, really sad. It ends with um, Fine, I guess. his funeral. I simply will never watch it again. I'm no, yeah, I do not intend and to watch I it again. I think you'd have to pay me a lot to watch it again. Yeah. Um, Robbie and Bozy get into a little bit of a fight at the funeral um, over, like, you, like, Bozy, why are you crying? You have all this money that you inherited, and you could have helped him in his final years. And he's like... Bosey being a complete bitch is like you will never understand because Oscar didn't love you the way he loved me but the footnote remarked that Robbie was the one that actually got to spend eternity eternity yeah buried with Oscar um and also that Bosey died penniless in 1945 oh you hate to see it as he deserved so um a very sad uh not all uh understandable language-wise film Mm -hmm. Um, right I mean a beautiful effort thank you Rupert for your contributions but this was a bummer he tried for like 10 years to make yeah to like get the funding and stuff and like this was like to be such a flop city it'll do I hate to say it it truly but it's like you're supposed to be kind of the fun guy Rupert Everett and there was nothing fun in this no 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 what this is such a leaden movie it really about was such a great wit yeah yeah he didn't even really like say anything funny except for the I mean the actual lines that we know like I'm in a fight with my wallpaper one of right. us has gotta go or like um even in dying I'm overspending or something or like I'm living above my means yeah but anyways yeah it, it sort of lacked the like 
zip that you expect from an Oscar Wilde thing. And granted, I know it's showing him down on his luck, but I still think he did have that brain. Right. You know? Right. So, serious or single man next time? Well, we're taking oh. a week off next week. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Because of scheduling. Great for, yeah. Great executive decision making there. Thank you. Um, I, I'm good with either one. I've never seen a serious man. Let's do that. Okay, we're doing a serious man mm-hmm. next. No, Coen two Brothers weeks from movie, now. I think is that so? Joel Cohen, maybe. Don't let me lie to well, you. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Regardless, right. great. Hope you'll have a great week. Watch that with us or don't. But join us back here two weeks from now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about a serious man. Bye. Bye.